Welcome to this latest edition, this late night edition of the Real Deal Podcast NBA Finals post game. Uh, just a minute after midnight on this 3rd of October 2020, uh, we're here for the next at least 25 to 30 minutes, maybe longer, to discuss game two of the NBA Finals, Lakers over the Heat, 124 to 114. The result, certainly no surprise, um, but I, I did not expect it and certainly did not expect this to be as close. You get the Heat a lot of credit uh, for hanging in there despite missing two of their three best players with, of course, Adebayo and Dragic being out. Um, Lakers probably made this game a little bit harder than it had to be uh, with the main three-point attempts that they had. The Lakers shot. 47 three-point shots, which is a record, the NBA Finals record for most three-point uh, field goals attempted. They had the record for most three-point field goals attempted at, at half. They had attempted 27. So made the game, you know, made the game probably harder than it had to be. But uh, we're in control for the better part of the entire game. You never got the sense that the Lakers were not going to win this game. Of course, they were led by both Davis and James, combined for 60, 65 points. James had 33-9-9 on 15-25 from the field. Davis was just spectacular, 32-14, and 15-20 from the field. And uh, really, that's, you know, for whatever reason, the Lakers went away from Davis late in that third quarter and basically the majority of the fourth quarter to where he only got – he might only got two or three shot attempts in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's when they got themselves in trouble because they absolutely, there absolutely was is no matchup for Davis, especially without Bam Adebayo on the floor. Even without Adebayo on the floor, Davis has a, a significant advantage. But in this game, he probably should have had 50 points, to be honest with you. I mean, there was a point, there was a point in the third quarter where he had made 14 or 15 from the field and had 30 points, had 28 points, and was I think 15 or 16 from the field with 30 points. Um, so he, again, has been spectacular. And that really probably is the only drama remaining in this NBA Finals. Who's going to be the Finals MVP, Davis or James? They're probably, you know, they probably would give it to James. But I think through these first two games that Anthony Davis has been the best player in the series, to be honest with you. Um, and, but more than likely, if it's even debatable, they're probably they would they're gonna give it to LeBron James, uh, to LeBron James, um, and you know, and his you know, for him to get his fourth Finals MVP. But Davis has been the best player in the series. He got some good performances um, out of a couple of Heat players. Uh, Olenek, I thought played well, twenty three points. You know, made some threes. Um, Jimmy Butler, I thought was great. You know, he goes for twenty three. 25, makes 25, 13, and 8. Uh, for whatever reason, you had Mark Jackson criticizing him, him for not being aggressive. And despite the fact that in the first half, he took eight free throws. And for the game, he went to the free throw line 12 times. I mean, Mark, like, Mark, like what, what game are you watching here? Um, <laughs> I don't, I, I, like, the guy is – just because he only has three shot attempts officially, those foul shots – count as when you go to the line those don't they don't count as shots when you get fouled of course they probably had you know 10 11 uh, uh field goal attempts if you you know include those shots that he took 
um, that he took when he when he got fouled when he you know, when he got fouled. Um, so I you know had no problem with Butler's performance. Butler, listen, Butler, you know, um, Butler's a guy who's going to try to get other people involved. He's a guy that's going to let the game come to him. He is not a super scorer. He's not. I mean, we've seen him drop a forty, have a forty point game, but he's not a guy that's going to go there and jack up. 30 shots. This is not, he's just not that type of type of player. He's not going to force stuff. And to his credit, that's one of the reasons why the Heat have made it all the way to the NBA Finals because he plays the game the right way. He plays the game at a um, at a high, high level. He's uh, played the game at a high level, especially this season, especially in the playoffs. So I had no problem with his performance, with his approach for that matter. He, uh, like the Heat, we're not going to win this game on Jimmy Butler taking 30 shots. That, that's just they needed. They, that's just not what that, that just not what's going to happen. What's going? <coughs> excuse me. What's going to happen? That's not how they were going to be uh, successful in terms of getting the win or even being competitive. So Jimmy Butler was fine. His performance was fine. The Heat's problem was not offensively. I mean, you know, he scored 114 points. Um, they shot 50 percent. They shot, you know, 40% from three-point range. They went to the line. They just couldn't stop the Lakers. And that vaunted zone that the Heat had coming into the series that was giving people, especially the Celtics, to, a, you know, for a lot of that series, all types of trouble, the Lakers have destroyed that zone. And you cannot, you know, it's gotten to a point to where I feel that moving forward for game two, excuse me, game three, Spolstra cannot zone the Lakers when Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Ray John Rondo are on the floor. Like you just like there's too much basketball intelligence. It's too they're too good passers. That and, and Davis is too big. Um, they, they just you know they just toy with that zone tonight. I would be curious to see what they shot uh, from the field against that zone. Lakers also shot both teams shot fifty percent. Difference was the Lakers uh, outshot. Miami from the three point from the three point line as far as they had five more makes and they just destroyed and they got you know a bunch of second chance bunch of uh, offensive rebounds Lakers shot Lakers had twenty eight more field goal attempts um, than Miami Miami Lakers had ninety seven field goal attempts Miami had seventy one when you are the team with the less with the um, when you are the team that is trying to pull off the upset. Cannot allow a team to get that many, to get 25, to get 28, 29 more shot attempts. You have to limit their amount of shot attempts from that standpoint. But the Miami was not able to do that. They were not able to keep the Lakers off the glass. Um, listen, I, I, look, I can't. I did not expect this game to be this, uh, to be that close. To be honest with you, I had I, this to me. I thought it was gonna be another 25, 30 point blowout. There's no way that I thought this game would even be this close. So I, I give the Heat credit from that standpoint. Um, there were a couple times where you thought this game could go into that that twenty to that twenty to twenty five point range as far as it being a blowout, and you didn't think that it would be a competitive fourth quarter. But um, the Heat had a big third quarter, outscored the Lakers 39-35 um, and kept themselves within striking distance um, in that third quarter. Fourth quarter was you know, a bad quarter for both teams. Both teams really struggled offensively. Only 42 points combined were scored in the fourth quarter after 71 was scored in the uh, third quarter. So I don't know if that was a fatigue factor. 
or just you know guys just couldn't make shots but it was not a it was not a aesthetically pleasing fourth quarter to watch um to watch uh uh, uh for especially for a finals game um listen you saw enough out of the heat to say that if Adebayo can get back, and there's even talk that they hope Dragic can get back. I don't see that, which I, I just can't see. I just can't see him getting back with a torn plantar fasciitis. Uh, fasciitis. I just can't see that happening. But you saw enough to say that if Adebayo can get back and be, you know, 85 to 90 percent of his normal self, that they maybe can win a game, that they maybe can fight back and make this a competitive series. Saw enough to, um, as LeBron James is at the podium now, you saw enough to say maybe that's a possibility. Like, they, the Heat did not roll over. Um, they fought, especially, you know, especially in the second half. Uh, first, you know, first half, it looked like this game was going to get, just go completely out of whack, especially in the second quarter. But they fought. In the third quarter, did it hung around, scra- scraped and clawed during the fourth quarter. Um, so hopefully, Alabama gets back uh, in Game Three. The thing about it is there are no major breaks during this series; it's every other day. Um, so that that's going to be rough for him physically. But um, hopefully, he gets back, and hopefully, the Heat can you know find you know can uh, get a game here and and make this series somewhat competitive. Um, again, it's, it's just unfortunate that they are not at full strength. I really thought this could have been a, a highly competitive series. I had the Lakers, and I picked the Lakers. I think I picked the, I picked the Lakers in seven, which I almost forgot when I picked the Lakers. And I picked the Lakers in seven because that's, that's how much respect I had for Miami going. And I still have respect for Miami, but that's how much you know I thought that how competitive, competitive I thought this series, series could be. But right now, you know, it's – it's going. It looks like it's going to be a coronation. That's that's what it seems like, unless Alabado comes back and plays. You know, at the at the plays like the All Star that that he was. Um, you cannot. You know, it's one like I actually don't have a problem with the Heat. The Heat actually, as bad as they were defensively, if you're the Heat and you look at you look at this you know look at the stat sheet and you see that see that the Lakers tied, took on took 47 47 three pointers you're like okay cool you'll take that all day but it was just the fact that I thought Spolstra just didn't do a good job at adjusting when the Lakers were just destroying that zone to me at a certain point you just got to go man <laughs> you just got to go man and I'll say this too and I I, I don't know if I mentioned this in um mentioned this on Wednesday when LeBron James is by himself, if Anthony Davis is off the floor, and you have LeBron and you have LeBron James in the game, you cannot play LeBron James straight up. I mean, I, it's, to me, it just makes zero sense. You cannot play him straight up when Anthony Davis is off the floor. You just can't. It just is not going to happen. I, I, I know Andre Iguodala has been a great defensive player. He knows LeBron. They've had some some battles. Iguodala did a great job on LeBron in the finals in 2015. People, you know, look at LeBron's stat line. He shot him. He only shot 38%. So in that series. So keep that in mind. Iguodala, that was mostly Iguodala on him, despite the gaudy numbers. He shot 38%. Um, 
in that series, under 40% in that series in 2015. But this, you know, Andre Iguodala is 36, 36 years old. There's nobody, there's no, you can't leave one player on an island with LeBron James. It's just not going to happen. And especially with Anthony Davis off the floor, make them make three. If, if, if Danny Green and Caldwell Pope and Rondo are making threes, you're going to lose anyway. You're going to lose the game anyway. Make those guys make threes. And they, you know, even, you know, with Anthony Davis on the, now, with Anthony Davis on the floor, with LeBron off the floor and Anthony Davis, they've done a little better job at at uh, double-teaming Anthony Davis at times when LeBron is off the floor. I don't understand why they don't double-team LeBron James when Anthony Davis is off the floor. I just, I just don't get that at all. But um, to me, the main adjustment is going to have to be that zone. They're going to go more, man. They're going to be very judicious with how they use that. They use their zone. That zone cannot be their primary defense. The Lakers have absolutely figured it out. Um, and again, we're talking about LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Ray John Rondo, three high IQ basketball players who are going to pick that apart. That's just all there is to it. And the Lakers have, you know, the size they can throw over the top of the zone. You saw a couple of lobs. LeBron caught one. Anthony Davis, you know, was catching lots of things by the rim. So they're going to switch that up. That cannot be their primary defense. Um, I'm not saying you go man the entire game. I'm just saying you cannot go primary zone the entire game. It's just not. It's not going to work against the Lakers. It's just not um, with that with those three guys on the floor at the same time. Um, again, you have to be pleased with Miami's effort uh, for the most part. They fought. Um, I thought the. I mean, I thought the broadcast. I. I didn't. I actually didn't think Jackson was. Jackson and Van Gundy. Well, Van Gundy was was fine. Mark Jackson. Some of the stuff he was saying is like. Like, what are you talking about? Like, he, he was killing Jimmy Butler at one point. Um, he's ripping Miami for their effort and things of that. And I'm like, they're, they're missing, like, they're missing by far their best defensive player. They're missing a guy, too. Or they're, they're missing two starters. <laughs> Dragic and, like, I thought Miami was taking a lot of heat from Van Gundy and, and Mark Jackson during the broadcast. The fact that Miami was even in this game was a minor miracle. The fact that this was a ten point game that this in the the game was never in doubt. Like the Lakers, like the you know Lakers were in that ten to 13, 14 range for the most part in the fourth quarter, especially down the stretch. But um, I had no problem with Miami's Miami's effort um, per se. I, I actually had an issue with some with Spolstra in terms of not coming out that zone, but they, I think they gotten that zone has almost become a crutch to be honest with you, uh, with that team over the course of this postseason, because they've had so much uh, success with it, that they don't know what to do. Um, I, don't, I mean, they don't, you know, they, they struggle when they're not playing it. So they're going to come out of that zone, uh, come game three, if they want to have a, a chance at, at winning a game in this series. Again, I, if Alabama plays in the series, I can see them getting one game. If he doesn't, this will unquestionably be a sweep. You know LeBron James in the worst way wants to sweep Pat Riley and this franchise. In the worst way. He, in the worst way, wants to sweep Pat Riley. He wants another finals MVP. Henceforward, the 25 field goal attempts. Do not think for a second that LeBron James is not, is not gunning for the finals MVP. Because he is. And there's such a deficit in talent and a gap in talent, he could afford to 
to go for finals MVP. It did not have a big effect on a team to where it will cost the Lakers a game. Because Anthony Davis should have had 45, 50 points easy, easy in the easy in this game. That's how I mean that's the advantage that he has against um against that Miami front line. If you want to call it a front line. I mean they had Jay, Jay Crowder, Jimmy Butler at times was guarding him. Uh, Kendrick Nunn had a, a great block on him, but still, like, yeah, I mean, they got, you know, like shooting over a chair. Like, there's, there's no matchup on straight up. They can't play him straight up. They can't play him on switches. There's, and this, this is a Anthony Davis series. So that's the only thing the Lakers didn't do right for the majority, for, you know, some of the game is not getting Anthony Davis the ball enough in that fourth quarter. But, again, probably it didn't make a difference because, they um, were in total control of the game for the most part. And, you know, the Heat just, you know, ultimately just couldn't have, just didn't, just just don't have enough. But, you know, gave a, gave a, a valiant effort um, in defeat. We'll see what happens in game three. Hopefully, Adebayo plays and we can somewhat, somewhat make this a, a, a respectable series and not a uh, coronation. A um, couple things around the NBA. You had uh, Doc Rivers is going to uh, Philly. Listen, it you know, I think the New Orleans job is better. I'd rather have the New Orleans job, but obviously Doc Rivers feels like that team could be a championship team. If you get Embiid and Simmons on the same page, if Simmons develops, you know, as a you know more pro, more prolific pro, prolific offensive player scoring wise, Embiid gets actually gets in shape. They get some shooters. Um, I think Doc will do a good job with that team. I, I I think he I think he'll do a good job. I think Doc um can get some. I I think Doc can get something out of Embiid. Um, it will be by far the best coach that they've ever had that they've ever had in those guys' careers. Despite the, the heat that Doc Rivers has taken um, over the past couple of weeks, he's, the guy still has over 900 wins. He's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. He's still, um, you know, has been a couple of finals, won a championship. So we can't, you know, disregard that. Uh, but you know that we we know that was an embarrassing loss to the Denver Nuggets. But Doc is still going to be a Hall of Fame coach, so you cannot take that away from him. I think he'll do a good job in Philadelphia. Philadelphia has got get they got to get shooters. They got to get shooters around those two guys, and they got to and they have to get Simmons to become more of a scorer. Simmons has to become more look to more, look to take. He, Simmons should be taking fifteen to seventeen shots next year easily, easily. She's taking 15 to 17 shots at shot attempts next year. And again, the thing about Embiid, we know Embiid should be should be a top five player, should be an MVP candidate. How bad does he want it? How bad does he want it? Does he want to be great or just he just does he just want to get by on natural talent, make the all-star team, you know, collect his checks and keep it moving. But until he decides, until he gets to a point to his career where he decides that he wants to dominate, that he wants to get great, be great, that he wants to get in the type of condition that playing at that level requires, you know, they'll be tired in the fourth quarter and they'll be getting put out in the first and second round every uh, every year. So very interesting to see uh, that situation whenever basketball um, 
comes back um, probably in 2021. I know Adam Silver had a uh, press conference in before game one of the NBA Finals talking about possibly when basketball, you know, could possibly come back uh, for next season. Of course, no one knows right now with the COVID situation and how they would do the bubbles and multiple. They have to, you would assume that they would have to do multiple bubbles. So nobody knows what silver nobody knows that i mean they're playing for next season from a financial standpoint but nobody knows when there's going to be basketball uh when basketball will start ideally silver wants it to be around christmas but who knows uh game one excuse me game two in the books lakers 124 the heat 114 both teams shot the ball well shot over 50 percent from the field davis and james dominate 65 points between them. Uh, Bessie has 65 points and uh, 23 rebounds, and you know they're usual, and you know just their usual dominance. And they are two games away from the Lakers franchise's 17th championship. LeBron 17th championship. LeBron James is fourth, and Anthony Davis is first, uh, and in his first year as a Los Angeles Laker. So we'll be looking forward to Game Three. I hope Alibato plays. Um, I don't. I, I can't see Dragic. I just don't see that happening. Um, but they're still. They still haven't ruled him out. Uh, we'll see. That we'll see. You know, maybe he can have some type of miracle recovery. But um, you know, this series is. You know, it's going. It's looking like a coronation, and that's you know that's unfortunate considering how great that he played coming into this uh finals, and everybody was looking forward to the matchup regards to Pat Riley and LeBron James and those those storylines, but it is looking like a formality. It's looking like, you know, it's inevitable that the 2020, 2020 NBA champions are going to be the Los Angeles Lakers. I will see you next time on the latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. We're going to be doing The Wire, uh, Season 3, Episode 2. All due respect, you they'll, they'll be out about Sunday. Be recording tomorrow. That'll be out about uh, Sunday, and of course, I will be, be I will be back. Excuse me for Game Three post game of the NBA Finals. Have a great weekend.